United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Let's speak to one of those seemingly endless wars, what has been taking place in Afghanistan. While U.S. Taliban talks have moved forward in recent months, intra-Afghan discussions between the Taliban and the Afghan government on the country's political future have yet to even start. That is a key, I think, to moving forward. But let's get perspective of an expert who wrote those words. Belkis Samadi is a senior program officer at the United States Institute of Peace. And by the way, is somebody who actually has lived in Afghanistan through several governments, so has scholarly as well as personal understanding of this issue. The Twitter handle is at USIP. Belkis Amadi, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. Thank you. Good morning and good to be here. Belkis, I know you were on your way, I guess, to a get-together. It was scheduled to take place in Qatar for a meeting that was canceled, but you have managed to speak to people about the progress or lack thereof of negotiations. First of all, set it up for us. What should be happening right now with the Taliban and the Afghan government? I believe an intra-Afghan dialogue should be treated as a key element to the peace process in Afghanistan. After all, it's the Afghans, Afghan government who will be uh, suffering and be impacted by uh, this peace agreement. So, so for me, I think intra-Afghan dialogue and the voices of civil society um, actors and women's groups and other minorities must be reflected in any talks, dialogue, and agreement that uh, need, that will eventually end the years and years of violence in Afghanistan. Now, as I mentioned, the meeting that you were going to attend was canceled, but you did, in this piece uh, from what you had written, have an opportunity to interact with a lot of Afghan women, some of whom had lived in Doha for decades, some a few years. Give us a sense of what they told you. Indeed, yes. I had an opportunity to speak with uh, mostly women, I would say, in Qatar, in Doha when I was there. I spoke with uh, women and girls who had uh, only been in Doha for the past five or six years. And I also spoke with those who have been there for 10 to 15, 20 years. So the majority of those who had been there for 10, 15 years are those who moved there for businesses and personal reasons. Um, among the younger generation, um, the high school and college age girls, they were um, all, not all that keen to go back to Afghanistan. They said they followed the news in Afghanistan, the violence um, and the, the fact that um, there isn't um, the level of uh, opportunity and support for girls' education um, that was their main concern. But on the other hand, the older women uh, were very keen to return to Afghanistan. And they said they keep worrying about their relatives and their families, extended family, and so on. So that was one group of women. And then I also managed to speak with those who had only been there for five or six years. Their views were slightly different from the ones who had been there for a longer period of time. Um, so uh, they seem to be more informed about the political situation in Afghanistan. They were aware of, aware of the peace talks or the dialogue that was supposed to happen that week. 
they blame the Afghan government for not doing enough to uh, take part or at least uh, be active participants in the peace process. Belki Samadi is with a senior program officer at the United States Institute of Peace. Are they tired of the American presence in Afghanistan? You say in the piece that you wrote that they're tired of war, but what about the American presence in that country? Well, that depends on who you talk to. So when I talk to people inside Afghanistan, they are obviously uh, grateful for the support of American American people in helping them uh, establish uh, institutions uh, to... Uh, promote democracy, um, people's, uh, women and men's rights and so on. But then you also talk to people who have been directly affected by the, by the war, basically those who live in areas who are affected or impacted by the bombing and night raids and so on. So it's a mixed, it's a mixed, it's messages that we get or I get when I go and talk to people in the country. In these negotiations with the Taliban, what role would they assume in a new government? I guess that's part of what they're trying to determine. And what would be the positives and negatives of any kind of influence on the governance in Afghanistan of the Taliban? Well, uh, if uh, Taliban want to be recognized as a political organization and party in Afghanistan, then I believe uh, they should accept the democratic institutions in Afghanistan, the constitution and so on. Uh, We all understand that constitution needs to be amended. That message comes from inside Afghanistan, not from here, from the U.S., obviously. Uh, But the wishes and the desires and the needs of millions and millions of Afghans who live in Afghanistan and are their lives are impacted by the violence has to be um, respected, not only by the Taliban, but by all parties. Do you trust uh, the Taliban? Obviously, there are concerns by women and youth about what may happen, and those concerns should be, they are legit concerns that needs to be addressed by all those stakeholders who are engaged and involved in the peace process. Belki Samadi, do you trust the Taliban? I mean, based on your experience, not just as a scholar, but also, as I mentioned, your personal acquaintance with the various governments that have been in charge of in Afghanistan. I will uh, believe it when I see it. (laughs) Uh, As I said in my uh, paper as well, I believe that Taliban have been consistent with um, their opinions, especially when it comes to women's rights. Uh, they have been saying that they believe in women's rights according to Sharia right from the beginning, from the day they were formed in 1994. Uh, but the question remains of what form and type of Sharia they are talking about. If they are talking about the same Sharia that they enforced to violence uh, when they were in power, then I don't think they have changed. So, so far, the messages that we see from the Taliban indicates that they have evolved and changed. But as I said, it has to be seen to be believed. And what are the final steps that need to happen to get this negotiation moving a little more quickly, actually, you know, getting it off the starting line, I guess? Well, my understanding is that uh, the 
peace process has many elements, and uh, for the U.S., uh, the most important uh, factor in this process is that uh, Taliban will not uh, engage or associate with terrorist groups such as Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and so on. So that's important, obviously, for us here in America and also for Afghans inside Afghanistan. Uh, for uh, Taliban, the most important thing, as I understand, is the withdrawal of uh, U.S. troops. Um, and then the other elements include, which has to be treated as important by all parties, is that the Taliban need to talk with the Afghan government and with Afghans who actually live in Afghanistan to discuss their differences and agreements and disagreements. I, and this is a little off the topic, but I wonder how you see the role of Pakistan in all of this. Uh, Pakistan so far has been a main player in so many different ways uh, by either keeping um, silent, turning a blind eye, or openly uh, supporting the Taliban. So I think a secure and safe Afghanistan is in the best interest of Pakistan and other neighboring countries of Afghanistan. So, uh, so far the indication is at least two statements that Pakistan is willing to cooperate in the peace process. All right. We're going to take away, I believe it when I see it, from uh, this conversation, if nothing else. Uh, Belki Samadi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on your show. Belki Samadi is a senior program officer at the United States Institute of Peace, has lived a long time in Afghanistan, understands different governments and what to see, talking about the moving of a peace process, which includes negotiations with the Taliban, between the Taliban and the Afghan government, which she says are key. And you can find the Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.